is Larry Dobrow. I'm MMM's senior editor. And this podcast is a long time in coming. We've been trying to drag in Tom O'Connell and Howard Quartermanch from VML YNR for a good three or four months now. And we finally have him in here on a summer Friday. So thank you both for coming in. Thank you for having us. And, uh, Absolutely. Thrilled to be here. Yep. We're, you know, we're thrilled to be able to talk not just about the kind of the superhero origin story of the company, but also on a wide range of topics related to the agency world and uh, everything around it. Just nothing about tariffs. <laughs> <laughs> promise, promise. So yeah, why, well, you know, why don't we actually start there? Let's start off with the or, or we'll start with the, not not tariffs origin story. Um, you know, certainly you know we've talked about it. You know, the three of us um, yeah. you know, several times. I think one of the reasons that I'd love to go over it again is that you know there's been so much agency world consolidation over the last couple of years. Um, this consolidation seemed to go very differently from a lot of the others in a good way. So. Um, Right. Why'd it work? You know, yeah, um, VML YNR was formed about a year ago, and it was Young and Rubicam and VML. Uh, Young and Rubicam, kind of everybody knows who they are, mm-hmm. kind of the storied you know, New York ad agency, you know, big clients, uh, long, proud history from the 20s. Mm-hmm. VML, a little newer kid on the block, but um, equally as storied, an award-winning you know, ad age, uh, technology experience, digital agency based in Kansas City, but had moved, you know, and was in cohabitating with YNR at Three Columbus Circle, where we are. Mm-hmm. And then finally, about three or four weeks after that was announced, uh, the decision was made to take, uh, to dissolve uh, WPP Health and Wellness um, and to take three agencies the HCP focused agencies and medical education science agencies and put and put them into creative agencies so we were uh, awarded i guess or uh, transferred Sudler Sudler and Hennessy again very similar to YNR a very early HCP uh, storage shop um, and the, i think you'd said there were some that didn't go as well i think the big reason that ours did go so well is that we all knew each other and we had you know many t- pitches together businesses together. Uh, there was a lot of trust there. And in particular, the, the leadership uh, I knew very well and, and Tom knew well. And, um, you know, they, they basically said, you know, what can we do for you? How can we help you grow? Because you're clearly going to grow because this is an awesome force. And um, shortly thereafter, we came together, we came up with uh, a few of us were in a room, how are we going to position ourselves? And I said, I've never quite seen anything like this before in, in you know, in healthcare communication. So how about, you know, uh, you know, the most complete and powerful uh, offering in healthcare communications ever, or in the world, mm-hmm. and um, and that that's not a boast. It's actually kind of true, and uh, it's going over really well as we've gone out to market with both existing clients, getting organic growth, and then uh, with um, with new clients. We've won over twenty million dollars in new business this year, and at what is it, August twenty third? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I can say uh, there's four major pitches we're, we're working on right now that have all come in the last two to three weeks. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's time to pitch again because mm-hmm. summer gets a little slow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's been great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, I just wanted to kind of comment on the fact you know you said kind of what, what's going right, and I think so much of it is attributable to the leadership, but this humbleness in our leadership. Uh, we have a lot of leader doers, people who roll up their sleeves who are part of the team. And that leads to the second thing that really makes the company different, and that's the culture. And it is the leaders that emulate what we're supposed to do every day that make it a fun place to be. And I think we can combine those things. You can't wait to get up and come to work, even when you have thorny problems. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, Howard, you mentioned this in, you know, conjunction YNR, you know, being about your strong brands. Um, Suddler, also a strong brand, you know, went away in the U.S. at least as part of the as part of the uh, consolidation. Um, was that at all thorny? Was that the kind of thing which some people, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they have something invested emotionally yeah. in a name or a brand. How, how did you handle that? Um it was kind of handed to us by WPP. I mean, it was never we were never involved in any kind of debate. Um, and one of the the strategies at WPP that Mark Reed, the new CEO, has said, fewer agency brands. Uh, we have too many, and it's becoming. Uh, some clients are finding it difficult to navigate, and we need to simplify. And it was just the decision uh, in the case of uh, of Suddler to to you know, take that name and, and retire it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some folks, uh, you know, legacy Suddler, I'm using the word legacy less and less as we've become one right. thing. But um, there were some folks that were taken aback by that, that have been longtime Suddler employees, and, and we, we completely understand that. So, but they've, you know, the folks that have, um, you know, have, have ridden this out, because frankly, some people didn't want to be part of the integrated thing that we were creating. They wanted to be more of a, a, a pure play HCP or medical education environment. And uh, and not and not do the integrated thing and um, uh, they uh, you know so some folks left but the folks that have stayed now I think you know it's settled and, and and they're sticking and they're really excited about it and have embraced it and are charged as Tom said to get up and go to work every day. Um, to that end, um, Tom, you mentioned a little bit about the you know the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you take three disparate cultures? And make them work, you know, also while you're still pitching, while you're still doing, you know, the client service that you've been doing. Um, how, how tough is it to make that a priority when there's so much else going on? Well, I think uh, the way it becomes a priority is to start with the leadership and um, the leadership sets the tone. And I think about, um, you know, the fact that today we talk so much about culture and creativity and technology and those three things coming together and how important that is. And when we use those as our North Star, uh, it's actually quite easy to see how each of those three formerly distinct entities are much more similar. And so that, that's, that's how you do it. Um, what was the, you know, this isn't to look back as too much, I promise we'll start looking forward in a second, but um, what was the first kind of all hands meeting like? You know, what were you know, some of the things that you know, both of you said to the assembled throng? Um, what were some of the things that you said later on to clients when you were telling them about this? Is that um, there was a meeting we had down at Suddler. Because mm-hmm. the VML YNR thing was, was, was pretty seamless. Yeah, same And same target audiences. And we'd had shared businesses, in particular Dell, as a longtime client of WPPs shared by VML and YNR. So that, you know, the, the test market had worked. Yeah. And, um, and the management was sorted out really quickly. Uh, very quickly, within like 24, 36 hours, it was announced who was going to do what, from what folks from YNR were moving forward and were going to be part of this new organization and what folks from VML were. And and that that clarity and that quickness, you know, made, okay, all right, I'm just making, so Tom's in the new organization, Tom's my guy, I'm going to be safe. That's the kind of thinking, I'm going to, it's going to be good for me, you know. Um, but we went down to Suddler, because uh, I said they were about a month later, we went down to Suddler, uh, you know, right after Thanksgiving, had a big powwow with them, and we really underscored that, well, your name has gone away, you guys are absolutely the critical piece to this. Because um, it's the technology piece from VML that Tom is very active on. That's what I call the secret sauce. Bringing that to the HCP 
uh, communications, which frankly has been grown a little stale and clients are complaining. It's to bring that secret sauce into HCP and to science. And I'm just watching people that have never been in a room together uh, get together and sparks fly in a good way. And that's, that's really the exciting part. And clients are reacting like, nobody's ever talked to me like that. And I love your science, but you, when you hypercharge it with experience, technology, some new stuff, um, they get really excited. Yeah. I think the other thing that I remember in that meeting, Howard, you know, I, I remember the, you know, you at that meeting and, and John and, and the leadership team. And I think the thing that stands out for me is that there was just no spin. It was uh, that same thing I spoke about earlier about the I would say genuineness and humbleness of the leadership team to be kind of one of, you know, everyone felt together. So there was no, you know, uh, pontification, no slide deck. It was a, it was just a discussion, straight talk. straight talk about, so what are you worried about? And I see why that, yep. And you know what? I don't have the answer to that right now, but, um, people walked away with this excitement to say, wow, does that mean, that I could bring, you know, science to one of these accounts that, you know, is related to and, and works in food. Could I, you know, where is the connectivity? And people uh, really started to see, uh, you know, a, a bigger opportunity. And and that, you know, but again, as Howard said, it wasn't all, you know, there's some people who didn't feel it was right. And, and those people, you know, found their way somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That said, going in without a slide deck, always a great idea because you have that one slide where you have the logos and then they all merge into the new one. Right. You know, people start, you know, like looking under their seats, running out for the door, you know. Right. Um, right. One of the things, Howard, I'd like to follow up on, you mentioned about using technology to kind of freshen up some of the stale HCP. Um, I don't know if it's HCP programs or, you know, yeah. relationships, whatever else. Um, how, how has that worked? Um, could you give me an example of maybe a tactic that has kind of, you know, Enliven things. Yeah, sure. So you know, I think it, at the, at the end, when you think about a lot of the things that are done in the traditional um, healthcare professional agencies, you know, medical education, uh, HCP communications, at their core, they're very much content programs, very rich mm-hmm. content programs. So we've been spending a lot of time with our clients and with technologists trying to sh- help them get more out of the technology stacks they have. How do you help them with camp, you know, marketing automation? How do you help them with uh, you know, managing all these assets that they have uh, so that they can actually drive efficiencies around the globe? Most of the companies, many of the companies we work with are global organizations. Uh, but at the core of, of, of what we're doing is around customer experience. We recognize that you know, the whole paradigm has shifted. We are no longer supposed to be disruptive and interruptive. Uh, we are we are supposed to be informative in solving problems and helping. And, uh, you know, in every other industry, uh, they've been able to turn off advertising. <laughs> and and um, in healthcare, it hasn't, you know, like and many times, it's been behind there. And we really see an opportunity here for working with our clients to have our clients take the lead and actually show the world how it's done because healthcare is so critically important to everyone. But yet, I can't think of a, of a space where there is just more frustration and complication for the patient, the consumer. So for us, I think that lends us uh, and our clients just a rich opportunity to improve that experience. We like to say, you know, you and been said many times, you you know, you remember your last great best experience, and that becomes the bar, the standard that you set. And whether that was, you know, a phenomenal experience you just had an open table, whatever it may be, and then you walk into your doctor's office, 
the bar is up where your last great experience was. And so we are really focused on delivering that. Um, how are you helping clients get there? Um, certainly, you know, we, we've talked about a bunch of various programs and everything else. Yeah. Um, that that level, you know, you order something from Amazon, you can have it on your doorstep in two right. hours. Um, right. mm-hmm. how, how does healthcare get closer? I mean, yeah. certainly, you know, we're comparing apples and oranges here, but how right. does healthcare get closer to that ideal right. of... I mean, listen, I think a lot of people would just be happy if it weren't like 18 places where they got to make phone calls and, you know, three right. different checks or whatever else. But how does healthcare get closer? Well, you mentioned Amazon. I mean, that's one one way we're actually doing it, is leaning in and really um, we have a number of former employees who actually used to even work at Amazon and really understand it. We have a deep um, practice uh, and uh, we are very much focused, especially in the consumer health space, in helping our clients sell their products more uh, easily and more readily through better experiences on Amazon. And so, um, and I, you know, I continue to be in awe every day and learn every day. That's one of the things that I think is exciting about coming to work because I, there's so much that I realize every day that I don't know. And, and that's, I think, one of the powers of this, you know, bringing together these three companies because within this network, we have so much talent that, um, you're bound to not know something, but you call somebody who helps, and, and so and it's it, Amazon team. And it's certainly. amazing you can get inspiration. Like one, one of our biggest clients is Ford. And you would think, what does Ford and getting into a car and driving a car and having experience with a car company have to do with the doctor's office? And it's amazing when you get the thinkers that thought through Ford and people that you know know the pharmaceutical companies that we work with, and you get them together, and again, um, you'd find that they're a lot more similar than they are dissimilar, mm-hmm. and that's really exciting. It's yeah. really exciting. Yeah, I and mean, that's a great example, Howard, of like, you know, you think about um, if our job is to help our clients solve problems for clients, you look at, you know, healthcare and clinical trials, and the fact one of the big challenges is getting people to clinical trials. Well, Howard brings up a great example, like, you know, other clients we work with, like Ford, are all about mobility. So maybe there's, you know, there's an idea certain, there. certainly an idea there, thinking there. There's opportunity, right? Um, you, you mentioned this before, but you know, just brought it up again. Um, you know, for so many years, we heard from agency people, and their big role was let's disrupt. You know, right. let's let's yeah. innovate. Um, but now, and I agree 100% with what you said, you know, it's come around to solving for specific problems. Right. Um, that philosophical adjustment, you know. Why did it take so long to affect? You know, why was it that everybody was kind of looking to Silicon Valley and this, you know, fail fast, fail, you know, fail early model rather than like, you know, let's just get stuff done. Well, I think one reason is people could still make money the old way. And now and now it's harder and harder to do that because. Uh, we can be edited out. <laughs> and and uh, so I, you know, I think about it uh, now, we really need to become the experience that are interrupting the experience. We need to become that experience that they want. Yeah. I th- and I think disruptions is, is been used to death. Yeah. And to me, disruption is irresponsible because you're um, disruption at what end? You could be disrupt- disruptive and have a negative impact on your brand. What I like about a solving problems approach is you know you have you know your brand, you know you have a problem, focus on that. And it, it, it still means that the word disruption is relevant. It just takes a different context. And it's used so differently. Yeah, and man, many agencies flag. have it as their mm-hmm. you know, their flag and their t shirt and stuff and uh, you know, it's just it's just next. <laughs> <laughs> Which gets us gone. What's on your flag? What's on your t shirt, right? Um, oh good, we can talk about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Howard, before you had said that, you know, the agency world had become this is certainly something we agree with. Um, there had been so many agency brands 
Um, is, is that still the case? You know, we've seen a wave of consolidation, and yet when it comes to coming up with a list of the, you know, the top 100 agencies, you know, there are companies that come out of the, you know, woods yeah. three months after we publish saying like, well, haven't you heard of us? We're like, uh, no. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. When I, um, you know, uh, started 30 years ago, and, I, and I, I looked somewhere, I saw the top, you know, the top agencies in 1990, who they were. And then who they are now, and it's amazing how many names are gone, mm-hmm. um, and then also how many names weren't even ex- existence there. You know, like a Goodby Silverstein, like a yeah. Wyden and Kennedy that that hadn't even formed yet or were just forming at the time. And um, so it, I think that's just the nature of the agency beast. You know, it, it's uh, it's Darwinian, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, adapt or die, change or die. And um, what WPP's done, you know, in in putting this together is to adapt. Because, you know, more and more of our clients were saying, wow, I can go to one place, I can get all this suite of capabilities, and that's really what I need. And I can only have to talk to one person every day who, you know, watch it for me. Mm-hmm. And the, the freedom that they get is that they get to go think about their brands and not manage agencies. And as, as simple as that sounds, it has been so hard in the last 15 years for the agency world to get that concept. And I'm really proud that WPP is, is living into it and has created these, you know, quote unquote, super agencies, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the healthcare space and the proofs and the growth, the proofs in the fact that clients are reaching out to us and going, that is different. I want that. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about some of the relationships with some of the other WPP, uh, I think you call them super agencies. Well, I was just there. <laughs> so we have a major new business pitch um, across WPP and I'm holding up for you people in podcast land. I'm holding my... Uh, Wonderman Thompson badge, which I was just over there, and I actually used to work in that office at J. Walter Thompson um, a few years ago. And we had a cross a WPP team leader, and I won't mention what team, uh, but then we had the four super agencies. We had Gray, uh, we had Ogilvy, and we had uh, VML YNR, and we had Wonderman Thompson. All with people there, and then, and we had global people in there too, and we were basically sorting out how we were going to attack a global pitch that just came in about two weeks ago, and a very very significant global pitch for a major leader. And I'll let you guys figure out who that is, but um, give us but give it, us a hint. But, uh, but, but it was really it, sounds it, like it, yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and uh, but it was really really well orchestrated, and and I, I ended the, the meeting going. Um, like 10 years ago on another big global pitch, a consolidation, um, it was a, it, it was a, it, it, it broke into frankly a fist fight. It was like turf grabbing and they can't do this. We can do that. Don't give that to them. It was very orderly this morning. And I said, the, the, I'm really thrilled with the civility mm-hmm. and the tone of this meeting. And, and we actually ended an hour early so I could have a piece of bad pizza outside your office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the you know that actually sort of leads into my next question. You know, you hear so much about infighting within networks. Um, how, how do you avoid it? Is it a matter of just saying like, all right, here's where you know we're strong? Is it a matter of just you, natural give and take? Yeah, you respect them, yeah. um, and 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 I've always found the best approach is to just go right at it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I'm the first one to say, you know, because I've been at a couple of different places with WPP. When an opportunity does come down, I'll be the first one to say, boy, that really is in Wonderman Thompson's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we may have a conflict or we may have, you know, and or that that's right up Gray's alley. Gray's had that client for a long time and they're going to grow with them. They know them better. So, mm-hmm. well, I'd love to have that opportunity to give it to Gray. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be that way because, you know, it's, it's all rising tide, the yeah. WPP boat. I was going to say that rising tide analogy is, is spot on here because it's it, there is this uh, culture that's 
it's still evolving, but emerging around WPP, around just collaboration. And when you get on the phone with your colleagues, it's more often, how can I help rather than, you know, what's in it for me? Mm-hmm. And and that really is a difference at Howard's spot on there. We, we're seeing it and feeling it everywhere. Uh, so, But just remember, you know, a year ago, to get that room this morning, because there was Suttler, there was VML, there was you know, J. Walter Thompson, there was Wonderman separate. That room had four this morning. It would have had fourteen a year ago. So just think about that. And I and I really think it was. You know, I'm 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 thinking as I'm talking here. But that was really a good a good proof point for you know what we're bringing to market and why clients are responding to it positively because we have simplified things and it made a uh, which would have been you know some sort of a you know wild meeting you know a year ago it made it into a really productive meeting that ended an hour early we got everything we needed to get done to get a document done in two weeks and we know who's doing what to whom and and it was you know very little uh you know contentiousness i mean obviously that makes life easier for you guys it also makes life easier for clients i mean there's really Most not anybody yeah. there's really yeah, not anybody who's losing there. <laughs> um i've asked you both to look back a little bit um look forward um we talked about how technology you know, adding the technology piece is, you know, freshening up, you know, some of the, you know, things that might have been a little bit stale. And we talked a little bit about science. What What are the biggest opportunities that you see looking, you take, uh, looking Tom forward? Tom takes this one first and then and yeah. talk about one un- client we're yeah. not going to name, but talk about what we're doing. It's, right. it's yeah. incredible. I, I so do- I'm glad you've given me like a lot of detective work for after this exercise, you know. No, Go I, back and see what we can find. I, I, I do think it's around uh, experience, customer experience, understanding how we remove friction from the process. We talked about healthcare earlier and the, and the, you know, the opportunity that we all see uh, th- through the experience. And, you know, I was talking with a, a clinician uh, recently um, and was talking about, you know, what, what, what can we do? What could a, what could a pharmaceutical manufacturer do for you? And, uh, you know, he said, look, at the end of the day, uh, I'm a clinician. I want to help people, you know, have, have better health outcomes. Well, and I spend, <laughs> I spend all of my time, not all of my time, a majority of my time in administration, figuring out if the drug that I want to prescribe is insured by, you know, recovered by their insurance and et cetera, et cetera. So I think, I think uh, very much it's around, it is around experience and understanding the convergence of all of, you know, the, the, the processes. So if you're talking about consumer health, you think about, you know, Content and commerce have come much, much closer together than ever before. Uh, you look in any other category, you can be browsing, you know, looking at something entertaining on Instagram and one click have the running shoe in your, you know, at your front door. Uh, healthcare needs that same. But think about the stakes are so much higher. I mean, the reason people need this information is because they or a loved one's health is at stake. And, and so it's ever more important. So I feel, I feel compelled to, to, collaborate with our clients to solve that problem because we're really going to help people have better outcomes. So looking into the future, what do I see? Um, I see continued growth. I see winning. Um, and going back to uh, Tom's culture point, you know, somebody asked me, what kind of culture are you building? And we have some wonderful words on a piece of paper and on the walls that I completely agree with. But I think a culture of winning takes care of a lot of things culturally. Um, and so, you know, winning. Um, I see great work. I see uh, us raiding uh, some of our rivals to get uh, even more great talent, and I see great thinking, and I see great innovation, and I just get 
using the word great because it's great. I mean, but I just see see a very positive. If this, you know, first eight months of of 2019 is any indication of where the future is going for VML YNR Health and WPP for that matter, um, you know, it, 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 the blue skies are ahead, you know, knock wood. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I think the Yankee pitching staff is in trouble, but then, but let's not talk about that. Uh, you know, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting Batances back in a couple yeah, and weeks. And Severino, we'll, yep. We'll be, we'll be okay. <laughs> That's going to be another podcast. Yeah. We talked about our, you know, our... Sign me up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the, the lightning round. We always like to end with a couple quick questions. Cool. Um, first one is... Competition, you know, you're walking out of a pitch. Who do you not like to see on the sofa waiting to go in after you? Yeah, um, FCB, uh, Area 23, uh, you know, their, their, their cousin, um, McCann. I mean, frankly, IPG has done a really good job. And I, I, I read in mean, their earnings report um, from, from Michael Roth. I almost said Philip Roth, but that's not him. It's Michael Roth. <laughs> um, My, Michael Roth uh, said, you know, like, over 25% of our business is healthcare. For IPG, which is which is a real testament to what the, both McCann and FCB have built, and in uh, you know some really powerful agency offerings. Um, don't like to see. Uh, let's see who else is in there. You know, we we, we run up against everybody else. Publicis, Havas. Uh, sometimes they beat us. Sometimes we beat them. Um, you know, we run up against uh, you know the Omnicom shops. Uh, CDM and when, when CDM and BBDO get together and they play well together, that's a that's a pretty potent combo. You know the the healthcare professional and science power of uh, of CDM with the with the you know world class creative chops of BBDO. That's always one that makes me you know if they're in the race, we got to up our game. Uh, and I know a lot of those people too and respect them. So those are some names. Um, not not on the lightning round list of questions or anything, but um, are there any independent agencies that you look at? You know whether big, small, somewhere in the middle, and you say like you know what this is. This is an interesting company. They're doing some really cool stuff, even though they're coming at it from a different place where we are. Well, you know, I think about in what kind of worries me when I walk out of the room is seeing the companies like the IDOs of the world yeah. and the Accenture. you know and ex, uh-huh. you know obviously you know they're not Accenture, Deloitte, the ones that are are uh, kind of coming at the problem from another angle because I think that's where the solution is, and so um, that does uh, that. That's what. Those are the ones. Threatens me. <laughs> yeah, and, and just to throw some independence in there, um, uh, Click, Click Health, mm-hmm. uh, and we've lost a, a couple of people to them recently, and they're they're aggressively going after WPP talent. Um, the good news is we're sought after. The bad news is we're sought after. <laughs> um, and and then the other one is Evoke, and we 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 go up against them, uh, you know, often as well. Yeah. Um, second question um, for both of you guys: um, Who's your marketing role model? <laughs> See, you know what? I'd redefine the question because I don't think I want to model myself after a marketer. Mm-hmm. I want to market myself. Or I want to model myself after, um, you know, somebody who's, uh, you know, I would say like a great filmmaker yeah. or a, and one is not coming. An know, artist. Some, an artist yeah, yeah. or somebody Tarantino. who's, who's <laughs> making, you know, model myself or somebody who's, who's redefining creativity. And uh, yeah, so, mm-hmm. so that's who it is for me. You know, I I don't have one. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, I do admire. I used to work at an agency called Bates, and I always thought that Ted Bates, his philosophy that there's something unique 
in every uh, in everything you're selling, and you'd have to find that, and uh, and then you know, and and, and get you know, through emotion, get uh, get your uh, your pro- your prospect to come to your brand, and I still I still approach things like that, and uh, I still look at you know when when you when marketing is when you win, somebody loses. And uh, and that's what I love about the business is that uh, it's it's it, it's it's competition, and you, you go to work for your clients every day to win and to win a lot more than you lose, and uh, and that's what you know what make, gets me excited. You know. What's the uh, Bill Parcells quote? Like you know, winning is the best deodorant. You know, cover, <laughs> yeah, covers up a lot of other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like winning is a culture of winning. Exactly. <laughs> it does. It does. Right. Uh, last question for you. You know, both of you have been you know in the agency world for a while, and you know you've had extremely successful and long careers. Um, what's the piece of advice that you give to people at the beginning of their agency careers? What are the most important things for them to know as they embark on this? Um, focus on your clients, and uh, and I say I'm gonna. I just read this, and this is not me. This is Jim Heakin, uh, who just retired after mm-hmm. like 44 years. So he's actually a, a kind of a hero too, yeah. just for that. Um, and reinvented Gray, you yes. know, ten years ago, very successfully. And um, but he said, um, he said you have to win your clients. Every day is a pitch. Uh, every day is kind of a new business pitch. Approach your clients every day with a fresh point of view, with something new, something you've read when you when you have a you know a daily client contact, and 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 rewin that business every day. I think that's really smart, and I think we would uh, we would retain a lot more business if everybody uh, you know uh, enveloped that uh, that philosophy. Mm-hmm. For me, I think some of the people who are new in, in their career, I, I like to tell them not to declare a major too early because I think uh, <laughs> a lot of what you know I find in the industry is people have defined themselves by a vertical that they work in. Not And, and I think um, as I've learned uh, you know, moving from vertical to vertical that the problems are pretty similar and it's great when you can have an analog from another place that you can apply. It sometimes makes you look at the problem from a different angle. So, so that's what I would advise. Don't like declare yourself. I am a healthcare marketer, or I am a financial services marketer. Maybe you box yourself in. Yeah. It's kind of hard yeah. to get out of it, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Howard, Tom, can't thank you guys enough for coming thank in you. here. Thank you. This was, fun. Uh, yeah, this was a lot you. of fun. Let's do it again sometime, right? Fantastic. Right. We we'll basically drag you in here, you know, every so often, <laughs> and you know, we'll talk about the Yankees and everything else that comes with it. So, Great. All right. Thank you so much. Cheers. Um, just one or two quick plugs here. Um, MMM is doing its annual Best Places to Work. I believe the deadline's in a week or two. Um, please look at our website website and across our social media channels for more information about that. And the 2019 MMM Awards, I can say that, um, will be held October 10th at Cipriani Wall Street. Um, tickets are available. Uh, hope to see you there. Uh, for the MMM Podcast, this is Larry Dobrow. Thanks for listening.